living their life. We just living their life. Talking plies, living their life. We just living their life. You're listening to the Living That Life Digital Nomad Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on iTunes if you're a boss. And check out the YouTube channel for dope travel videos. Let's get it. Hey, you guys know where we're at. We're at Pun Space in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Oh, my boy, Thiru. What up? London, mate. Yeah, that's exactly how I speak, yeah. He, he's very, essentially... Very, as you can see, I'm a very posh London lad. Very posh London, mate. I was Grew just up in, in Kensington, London, by the way. Yeah. This is essentially... Uh, my classmate because we met October 2014 at the Dropship Lifestyle uh, conference retreat in Chiang Mai and Absolutely. that was kind of uh, the first uh, dropshipping class class of sure. 2014 yeah whatever you want to say so it's like so that's when we introduced to the madness when we yep that's when all of our life started to change and a lot of us are still here uh, you're one of them so I want to now get your story. It's a year oh, and a man. half later. <laughs> so yeah, what's your name and where are you from and how did you get to be here right now? Sure, yeah. So like, um, so my name is Thiru. Um, I'm from England, uh, 30 years old. So I mean, my typical story, I, I went to uni, um, finished uni, worked in various different places. Didn't really hold down a job for very long. Um, Never really enjoyed working in an, in an office for other people. Um, uh, so basically, I was always looking for, for, for ways to, to make money online and, and, and be able to travel at the same time because it's something I've always enjoyed. Um, and that's when I came across Johnny's blog. Yeah. I, think we, I think we all came across we uh, all Johnny's, did, man. Johnny, Johnny's blog. Thank you again. Is he in there right now? Oh, he's, I have no idea. He was in there the other day. How did you find it? I think I did like a Google search for like how to make money online and live in Thailand or something See? like that. Like, I'm telling you guys, something as random all you gotta do is Google how to do your dream and like there's tons of articles out there, right? Like exactly. Travel Like a Boss podcast. This is his podcast, by the way. We're on it. Uh, all right. Check that out. So you found his blog. Do you remember, was it a YouTube video or article or? No, yeah, I found his blog. Um, I started reading through it. Like, um, I, I think I bought his ebook about how he kind of lived in Thailand for a while. Um, then you know, he talked about dropshipping, so I kind of like read a bit more about dropshipping, and because he was talking about how he, you know, did dropshipping, built a store, and was able to make money from that and, and live in, in live in Thailand. Um, so I basically read more and more into dropshipping. Um, didn't had absolutely no background uh, whatsoever um, in terms of online marketing or anything online. Like I never made a penny online. Yeah, so like, same with us, man. Of course that. not. Of course. So like it's it was all completely rare. yeah, completely new to me. Read more and more about it. Um, then actually I bought I bought his course I think I think I bought his course before I came to Chiang Mai, yeah. Bought his uh, course um you mean the dropship course. Yeah the, the sorry Anton's yeah. Anton's uh, Anton and Johnny's course essentially right sure yeah yeah. yeah. So um yeah I bought their course um same one as us right? Yep exactly mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I heard that they had a, a retreat in Thailand, um, October two thousand and fourteen. And at that time, I was working. Uh-huh. Um, had to fight to get time off for that for that, that particular week. Mm. I actually had to swap. I remember I had to swap with another staff member who was actually kind enough to change the date for me. I wonder where I'd be now if we didn't stop that, right? Like, dude, probably, see, like, probably you, still be in some fucking office somewhere. See, this is this is the the commonality in all these stories of people that are out here. Like, 
you, you really got to want it bad enough and you wanted it bad enough so you figured out a way to get the week off sure, how much man. time did you get off 10 days i think i got like a i got like five days five working days off so including the weekend i had yeah. about a week off yeah um and, so and yeah i mean it. it wasn't a long and time and you came out here we, we met sure, you man. and we, we got drunk that one night and i remember like i literally finished work on a friday packed my bags went straight to the airport after work um and then i literally came back the night before i started work so i was like yeah and uh, yeah, we, we went Beast, out like, Beast. God, what was what was the the life, the retreat? Like it was it was good, but it was just like, I think I just didn't understand any of it. Like, kind of completely blew me away. Not so much for the inf informational content, but just like meeting all you guys. Like, like I remember meeting you and Parker, and I remember Evan as well. And Evan's like, I came here with like two thousand, three thousand dollars, and I'm thinking like, I've got that kind of money. Like, why am I still waiting in fucking London? You know. Mm. Um, so like just meeting all you guys, like listening to your stories, like I know you and Parker said like you just went back to US and like did like some menial jobs, right? You saved up and you came here. After uni, <clears throat> yeah, we worked for, uh, for Parker his uh, last semester in, in uni. He studied abroad, so I went to visit him for two weeks. Right, right. And then uh, we came back and we were just like, let's just get a job out there. So through researching jobs and, and you know living in Thailand, we uh, found Johnny's blog and found sure. out about the retreat. Same thing as you, man. Sure, man. This is Johnny once again, fist pound. Yeah. Um, so, dude, yeah, you're a beast. You you came out only for like that the one week of the retreat and then went home. Yeah. I would say the, uh, there was a hundred people at this retreat, and maybe half of them stayed, you know, for longer term, yeah. and maybe half like went back home to their jobs. Yeah. But the key. I think quite a few went back. Yeah. The the key of this retreat was. <clears throat> Just to get people out here and just have them see how comfortable and easy it is to live out here, yeah. and how not really crazy it is, it's um, and how cheap it is, and so definitely, we, I think it was exposure, just exposing yourself to people, doing this day out, day in day out, seeing that it can yeah. be done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember, like you know, knowing I felt really jealous, like hearing about you guys all staying here, like like I said, you, Parker, Evan, a few of the other guys that were here as well, I was like. I wish I could stay as well and like I think I, I I mean I already wanted to quit my job but then I was like I'm definitely gonna go back yeah work for an X amount of time because at that time I didn't have much saved up I was actually in a bit of debt so I went home um, just carried on working like was in my parents house so I didn't have to pay rent which is great uh, my parents didn't charge me any money uh, in terms of living at home which is great as well I just went home um, worked worked every month just tried to save up as much as I could um, and basically got my ass out here. Well, I left London in what? June, July 2015. Traveled for a few months and I, I did some... Started looking into to other stuff in like December and I, I moved here in February basically. So now I'll, I'll be here for the, for the foreseeable future like Chiang Mai, yeah. Vietnam. As long as I don't... As long as I'm, I'm say, uh, careful with the money I have left now. Cause yeah. And starting to run out. I'm not gonna lie, but I think yeah, I think I'll be. We're all right. starting to run out all the time, but that's the beauty about this part of the world is it's so cheap in this part of the world. Southeast Asia, tropical Asia, uh, just whatever, hustle, man. Whatever just you hustle, want to call like, it. You just gotta you just gotta light a fire under your ass and just yeah make it happen and follow what other people are doing that it's working because there's plenty of people in this office right now that are location independent. They got all their businesses working. Plenty of Amazon people, dropshipping people. Uh, everything freelancers, freelancers yeah, yeah. Everything. whatever man Kindle book we got Adrian Kindle kid right here hey there he is <laughs> uh, just so many things you can do 
And but the key was just to meet these people and see. All right, get your ass here. It's get real. Your just get your ass here. Get your ass out here. I don't care if it's just a week off work. Then you go back and start saving money or save up. You know, five ten grand. Yeah. And commit yourself to six months to making it work out here. Sure. Um. So and, and the magic is, is that once you're here, right? Once you're actually here, when you, you you'll be surprised what you do when you're in desperate situations, right? You'll be surprised the shit that you can pull out the bag, like. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've started to what, write articles now, which I didn't think I could do. A few, a few blogs, which I didn't think I could do. Like, teaching English voluntarily and like cool. doing some teaching online as well. Mm, like, right. all just to like make like a few pounds here and there, just so I can even cover my eating costs for a week. Like, then just focus on the Amazon stuff. So, like, yeah, like, like, like Riley's saying, just basically get your ass here, see what it's like, and if you gotta go back, go back. You know, your mind over here, save up. Mm -hmm. I, I say, you know, I mean, I, I kind of wish I came with a bit more now, but I still, I'm still doing fairly okay here. I'd say between, I, I think maybe at least 6,000 US, like maybe, but that's what, like 4,500, 5,000 pounds. That's what you saved up? I saved up a lot, but then I spent a lot when I was traveling. Because mm -hmm. I was traveling from like July last year to around December, so I spent some of that money. So I probably came to Chiang Mai with about, Five to six thousand pounds, so that's about nine thousand US dollars, I reckon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that'll that'll get you six months out here, you know, at least. Definitely, yeah. 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 So and then you can just just do freelance stuff if you need to, like, stay here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you started travel. Where did where did you travel? Uh, did you go? Did you go to Australia? Well, that's, I mean, so first I went to I spent like a month in Sri Lanka. Oh, um, I wasn't really traveling. That was more kind of um, seeing family and also like my my brother worked with a charity there. So I was just kind of, um, just kind of there and seeing the work that he did with them. Nice. Um, and also, then I then I went to India, which is pure on the road, like fast, hardcore traveling for like two months. Like, oh damn, India for like, two months, huh? Just crazy, man. All like, across India, damn, I gotta do that. Uh, it was, oh man, it's intense. India's intense. Like, I think everyone should see that country just because it's so different to like anything you'll see, like uh, ever. Unless yeah. you go somewhere like Afghanistan or Pakistan, yeah, it's probably it's, not going to backpack through there. <laughs> yeah, no, not <laughs> unless you unless you kind of enjoy breathing. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unless you enjoy being dead. No, no, India is definitely uh, in my mind. Yeah, no, it, it was crazy. So like India, like I was literally in a new city like every three days. Um, Damn. Yeah, oh, like cool on a one. solo or what? Yeah, I was doing it solo. Damn. Like I was with a friend for like the last week. Cause he came up from Sri Lanka, so we spent like last week, so it was really cool. But then, literally, the the month and a half, like I was, I was by myself, by himself, backpacking through India. By the way, in a wheelchair, yeah. he's born with a disability. Pro probably you can't see, see it, but yeah, he's rolling across. Probably can't the... see it because his pretty face is in the way. Right? <laughs> rolling Wait, across the see, rolling across the muddy streets of India. <laughs> Jeez, man, you're this, yeah, this man. India, I'm not gonna lie. I think India in a wheelchair it was extremely tough, like. I mean, I'm, I'm still very lucky because, you know, as a disabled person, I'm still quite flexible and quite adaptable. Like, I can still move all of my body. So if I need to, even if I need to get myself upstairs, I can ask for help. I can just get out and drag it up. Dude, um, yeah, this dude's a beast. I remember when we met you in Chiang Mai a year and a half ago. Yeah. You're getting into the back of the red truck. He's just like, oh yeah, lift me up. Lift him up, gets in, and he takes his wheelchair with his with his hand. Like you can yeah, tell he's strong because he's using his arms all the time. Just fucking gets it, fucking gets the wheelchair in with like one hand. This dude is like, he's a master. He's climbing all over the place. But yeah, dude, beast. Yeah, I still got to do that now with the red buses, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, that's how you're getting around in Chiang Mai? The red trucks? Yeah, yeah the problem is they don't always stop for me. Sometimes they got to get ripped off by the tuk-tuk drivers. But like, when I, well, I mean, I try and, because Chiang Mai is not that, that big, right? So I try and wheel where I need to go. Yeah. But if I do need to go, I'll try and like get a red bus to stop. But it's like, you I've got to try and stop like six or seven before one of them stop for me, which is like mm. annoying, but. Nice. Otherwise, just get like a tuk-tuk and pay like, I don't know, three times as much, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, this this dude's a beast. That's that's all I gotta say. Like I remember just meeting him uh, at the retreat, and he's like, "Yep, I'm going back to London, and, and I'm gonna save money." And uh, he's like, "I'll see you guys back here." And I was like, "All right, man." He's yeah. Like, he's like, "I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back." Uh, <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I did think it would be sooner than I did come back, though. I think. I think I took a bit longer than I maybe should have. But well, it, the bottom line is you're out here. Yeah. And sure. he's been like he's been like messaging uh, messaging me questions about Amazon, which is like great and i want you guys to do the same too yeah. just hit me up on facebook you know say would like say who you are and like blah 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 and i'll answer your questions like he's been doing it and so i'm yeah. happy to do that type of stuff so i, I tell you what guys like amazon like if you compare what most of us do in our day jobs like it's not even that hard is it i mean it's not easy but it's not like it's relatively easy it's the, and like the amount of work you have to do once you're making money is very little compared to like other stuff like actually yeah so it's it's coming out with that product that uh, that sticks. Uh, yeah. And we have one product that is sticking. It's been selling since July, selling well since July, paying for our lives out here. <laughs> our second product didn't do so well, but we got a third product going. Um, you just kind of got to start small and then build your business from there and sure. um, increase the amount of um, fun money that you spend every month. <laughs> Uh, I call them funds. I don't call them funds. With a yeah, like a special funds. thing in your budget that said fun money. Fun <laughs> money. Every every I try to spend every dollar as fun money. Like sure, man. We have a very small budget, like a thousand bucks a month to spend out here. But you know, maybe next year we can increase it to two thousand and then sure, travel yeah, Europe definitely. and travel more and two thousand dollars in 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 Asia, you'd be living like a king, aren't you? Yeah. Like, that's like. Earning two two thousand US in, in in Thailand is like earning I'd say I'd say three and a half to four and a half pounds three and a half thousand to four and a half thousand pounds in the UK like yeah. you can live that well here with like yeah. two thousand US you can live like a king. I, I, my general rule is everything in Southeast Asia is four to five times cheaper like pretty much everything. Yeah, um, so, especially in Chiang Mai. Yep, especially in Chiang Mai. So. So your your business, what are you doing now? And yeah, what are you doing business-wise sure, now? So I mean, I, so I started off with dropshipping. Um, I went back, I tried it. I found it a bit hard doing it by myself here in London. because I didn't have the support network. Um, then I actually found out about Amazon. Um, how did I find out about Amazon? Oh yeah, I find out about Amazon because you remember there was a guy that gave a talk in the retreat about yeah, Amazon. Yeah, Ben Brandis. That's it. Shout yeah. out, shout out Ben Brandis. So Changed yeah. a lot of lives, bro. <laughs> yeah, so like I remember his talk, but I didn't. I never really took much notice of it because at that time I was there for dropshipping, right? So when I was sitting there, and I didn't understand what dropshipping is about, and this guy's talking about Amazon, and I'm like, fuck this. This is like way too like above my thing right now. Yeah, right. So like I kind of kept that in the back burner, but then I found out more and more people were doing it, and then. I remember messaging you, Riley, and then I was saying to you, how's the dropshipping stuff going? And you are like, dude, like, everyone's left that now. Like, everyone that did dropshipping is doing Amazon now. And I was like, all right, cool. So I'm like, why should I do Amazon? Like, I'm sort of, why should I do dropshipping? So when I was in Australia, I was, I was living with my cousins there, and I, and I started 
uh, researching more and more about Amazon stuff, how to do it. I found it very interesting. I think I find it a lot more interesting than dropshipping because it was, it's like importing, kind of, you know, finding a product you like, getting it sourced in China, importing it to the US, selling it in, 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 you know, on Amazon.com. That, that seemed like a very, that sounded like something I actually wanted to do and that I was actually interested to do. Like mm. something I'd get up every morning and be like, wow, this is like something I want to learn about, right? So, which kind of what it was like in Australia because I was like waking up every day, like actually wanting to learn more and more about this. Like now I know about it. I'm not as excited about it now, to be honest, but it's still interesting for me. Yeah, new things are always exciting. Sure, man. So, um, like I came here in like February, um, like I decided like I've just got to make the jump now to Chiang Mai. I was actually initially planning to come here in like October for the retreat again. I was like, there's no point in me delaying it. I was like, I'm going to come now. So I left Australia end of Jan, came here early Feb. Um, and I delved straight into it. Um, so at the moment I'm doing a product. I was doing a, I started off doing a product with a group. Um, but unfortunately a few things happened, we had a few disagreements. So I'm actually just doing a product by myself now. Um, it's a product that I spent some time researching and kind of like halfway through now I've got um, got the product on uh, I've got the product uh, I've got the samples for it um, and the suppliers are making it now so now we're at the stage so of like you branding paid, you paid for it you paid for the I paid uh, for the, the half of it the or 30 percent yeah. 30 percent so now they've made it I'm gonna pay for like 70 percent and then uh, send the brand and the logo basically. Let's go! <laughs> then they're gonna make your packaging and put the logo yeah, on it. Yeah, they're just gonna do like black and white packaging. Okay, cool man, yep. That's the process. You do a lot of research, that takes the longest time and you, you pay 30% of the, how many units are you gonna do? 500 units, yeah. Uh, is this your first order, so? Yeah, it's my first. This is kind of yeah. your test order. Sure, yeah, yeah, test, yeah. Definitely. Um, it's always good to start with like 500 or 200 for your first time yeah. just to make sure it sells. Um, sure, yeah. Because our second product, like I said, is not moving like our first mm. one. Um, but How much cool, did you spend man. on your second one, Riley? Just out of curiosity. Like, we spent, yeah. it was a less expensive product. This Our second one was a $20 product. So Are you selling or you bought at $20? Uh, selling it on Amazon at $19.99. So, the product was probably uh, five to seven dollar wholesale. Sure. So, sure. but our first product was twelve dollar uh, wholesale. But shipping was four dollars extra. How much right. was, is your was your product? How much you spent? Uh, so my I think so basically it's about two dollars twenty cents per product. So that's including the product and the packaging. Um, and like they're, they're printing the logo on free mm -hmm. um, so I have 500 units of that that's about like a thousand dollars 500 units um, a thousand thousand two hundred dollars for like 500 units um, plus I've got like um, shipping which is about two hundred ninety five dollars basically so that's about it's probably about a thousand five hundred altogether for like oh, the first one yeah really, which is yeah. which is which, it's okay I mean I, I don't Really want to go over two grand. It's quite good. That's good, man. See, you can you can start an Amazon product for two grand. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. You know, and you it's, I'm quite confident in the product as well. I did a lot of research on it. Like, I'm not just kind of jumped into it. Yeah. Um, you got to do a lot of research. You can't just yeah. you can't just throw something out there no. and be like, woohoo, it's gonna sell ten a day. It's not like dropshipping, man. Where you just like, well, I mean, I'm talking about like eBay dropshipping because I did that for a while. With eBay dropshipping, you're just throwing shit in the wall and like hoping something sticks, but 
Don't you know, let that with Amazon, right? What's that? You, you don't have, buy it, yeah, exactly. This you buy it, you put your money down, and it's like, all right, I hope that money doubles, right? Sure, yeah. You not just buy it, you pay for shipping, you pay for advertising, promotions, all of that shit, giveaways, like. Yep. So, yeah, just do like, I mean, I spent like two to three weeks. I think I spent about three weeks on product research for the one I'm doing now. Um, Definitely. Which, which, you know, I mean, some people say might say that's too long, but. For me, I don't mind spending an extra week or two, like oh, dude, just yeah. you know, grinding through like thirty products. 30, I think I analyzed about thirty to forty products. That's good. See, came he's, he's doing it right. I talk to people like all the time. They start doing the research. They're like, "All right, I researched for a couple of days. I got it. Like, I'm gonna do this." I'm like, "Well, how many products did you look into?" Oh, you know, a couple. Don't get excited. At, this is what I tell people: yeah. Don't get excited about a product until you've done crunch the numbers on like 30 different products because yeah. you want to be you want to look at as many things as possible and then find out where's the biggest opportunity as far as numbers like to get in there don't mm. get too excited because that might there might be something better plus so. also even if you like it you still want to track it anyway don't you so like even if you see a product after two days you like you're still not going to go for it because you want to still want to like track it over like 10 days to see that yeah. it's not like just like a, an anomaly when you looked at it. Yeah. Right? So, you track your, so what we're doing is we're tracking the sales on Amazon, making sure that it's selling good. Because basically, if you guys don't know, we're, we're picking stuff that are, is already selling very, very well. Yeah. By multiple stuff, something that's just selling off the shelves on Amazon. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're selling products that are already selling on Amazon yep. well. So that's the method. Yeah, literally just finding something that sells well with not great competition. We can just move in, be like what first, second, third, fourth, even fifth, sixth, as long as there's enough sales down there. Yeah, as long as you're on the first like couple pages, actually. Yeah. You can still make money. Amazon is so ridiculously big. Yeah. Millions of shoppers every day. Sure. So that's the whole cool thing about Amazon is there's just it's the biggest store in the world, and what we're doing is we're coming in with our own little cool brand, right? So we're branding it as. Uh, a new sexy blah 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 change maybe change a little bit about the product if you can or just add something on or you like... definitely have to add something on thanks for bringing that up because our second product didn't work because there were a few other sellers with the same exact model ah. and we didn't add anything we didn't add any extra accessories to it um, to make it different or have, make it a different feature or something like that so definitely make it different make it unique um, and if you want to learn basically what we do, just hit me up. Alright, simple as that, just hit me up on Facebook or leave a comment or whatever. Um, so just type in your was your Riley Bennett into YouTube, you'll get your channel, won't you? Well they're watching well, they're right. <laughs> So you're that's good man. It's so good to hear you got your order placed. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I want I wanna just kinda go through the whole process once just so I understand it. Because I think Amazon is probably something I'm probably going to be doing for the rest of my life. Like, I mean, it might not be the sole thing, but I'm probably going to be doing it for a large chunk of my life, you know, together with other stuff. So, like, at the end of the day, for me, I just want to, you know, get through it once, understand the process. Then I want to, you know, have, like, a few more products up within the next six to eight, whatever, ten months. Um, all the issue is with me at the moment, my cash flow isn't great, so I might have to do, like, some freelance work to get the money to do another product. Or I might just, I don't know, I don't know, I'll figure something out, but yeah. yeah. It's a, I just want to get this first product. It's yeah. a very good skill to learn. It's it's branding. Um, 
Yeah, you know, it's it's marketing. You know, this is basically it's just marketing, meaning looking at the market and getting in there where you can get in and making sure. your money. Just getting, just there's a, a waterfall of sales going on on Amazon, millions of dollars every day, and you're just sticking your hand out just to get a little bit sure. of that. Just you know, and that little bit is more than enough for like somewhere like Chiang Mai, right? Like, yeah, man. Think about it, if you got if you got one product, right? Let's just say even if it's making three hundred dollars a month, which is that's not that's a very modest figure. You have like two or three of those products. You're already making what nine hundred dollars a month. That's like a lot in Chiang Mai. Yeah. So yeah. our our product, by the way, it gets like twenty sales per day. It retails wow. at forty dollars. Fuck, and amazing. it was a pretty good hit. It was a pretty good hit. Yeah, that and was your uh, first one as well, wasn't it? Right, yeah, like, first it was product. your first ever product. Fuck. First product. And that's paying for two people to live out here. Um, and we pay that's ourselves crazy. 1500 a month because we have like credit card bills, student debt to pay. So 500 goes towards debt payments, right? And 1000 goes towards American, spending. Because you're American, so you got, you got the, the tax guys off. You still got, you still got like, I think US is like one of the only countries where you got like pay tax weight on earnings that you're earning abroad, I don't know, something like that, or maybe it's not just the US. Uh, are you talking about living abroad, or...? Yeah, because, like, isn't it, like, there's something about the, the US being, like, the only country where they, like, proper come after you from your earnings abroad, is that, is that maybe that's, I think it's everyone, I guess. The, as far as taxes go, I'm, it's, I'm still an American business. Uh, living abroad has nothing to do with uh, my taxes as far as now. Right. But what we are planning on doing is what Johnny did, is uh, he filed for this income tax exemption right expat income tax exemption so if you live out of the US for 11 months out of 12 well you don't have to pay personal income tax because right. you're not using the services that you're paying for sure, blah, blah, yeah. blah. but Johnny did it he has a podcast on it you can check that it, out it makes total sense right because why would you pay tax in the US when you're not getting any of the benefits right yeah you're not getting you're not using the hospitals there you're not using the police you're not really Getting anything from yeah, him, so why are you paying taxes? Police are using you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what we're planning on doing is staying out of the U.S. for 11 months. So we're going to go back home in summer for just a month. Sure. Come yeah, back. it makes sense. Yeah. Makes um, sense. So how long are you planning on staying in Chiang Mai? Where do you see yourself well, going? Well, here's the thing. My my aim is to. I think I'll probably be in Chiang Mai for the next three to four months. Um, I want to see like other places. Like, I want to see Vietnam, and I really want to see the Philippines as well. You were there, um, Philippines. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was. So when when I travel, I did I did Sri Lanka, India, and the Philippines. Like, Philippines is awesome, man. Like people, I find I think people there are just more chill than than Thais sometimes. Like Thais are a bit more. And I think language barrier is a big thing. Like language barrier is a big thing in the Philippines. As as in, it's not a big. Thing. Yeah, it's not a barrier at all. Yeah, yeah. it's no barrier. Like here, you know, a lot of people can't speak English. You try to talk to someone, they're like. Oh, sorry, it's, little English, sorry. Yeah, it's the thing, like, when you're in uh, Southeast Asia, I'm, I'm putting Philippines in their own. Not, I don't want to consider it Southeast Asia, even though it technically is. It's more, it's an it's island, tropical Asia, whatever. But Shit. when you're when you're here, Thailand, Vietnam area, you're not, it's the, the element where you're not sure if they speak English, if you want to, like, talk to someone. Sure. So that kind of makes it a little bit, you're kind of a little bit more shy to be friendly with someone because you're not sure if it's going to, if they're gonna be able to speak good English back, but in the Philippines, everyone speaks total English. Like, Yo, what's up, man? We we gotta go. Uh, man, I, I was I was talking to this. Um, I was in a hostel and I was talking to like, the, the the hostel manager's little daughter, and she was like, what, eleven years old, and she could speak like impeccable English. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. 
I think she said some words that even I didn't understand. Yeah, they like have shows how great my immaculate vocabularies. <laughs> yeah, like this one chick, she was like, oh my god, using words that like I've never heard before. Exactly, dude. Wait, she said that to you, or you said that to her? No, no, she said that. I said that to her because yeah. her vocabulary was so deep. Crazy. I was just like, whoa, they're really into their English there. It's yeah, um, they actually, it's actually called Taglish. Yeah, um, Taglish, yeah, yeah. Taglish, they mix Tagalog and English, don't they? They mix Tagalog and English, and even on the ATMs, it's a, it's an, uh, a language option. Really? Yeah, there's Taglish, Tagalog, Taglish. Taglish, and English. So That's crazy. What they speak in the Philippines is a hybrid of Tagalog, yeah. which is the Filipino language, and, and English. English. So yeah. they'll be speaking like, Sige, Sige, Tagalog, and I came to my office. Yeah. Like half of the words are English and half, half is, is in yeah, Filipino. Tagalog, yeah. It's very interesting. I went, I went to the show there once and like they were doing exactly the same thing, like speaking half in English and like half in like Tagalog. And stuff. It's, it's weird, like some words they just, you, maybe it's like they use all the nouns in English and like some yeah. weird thing, but it's dope, but they can also all, all speak fluent, um, yeah. great, I call it American English. I, I think they're just, I think even without the language, I think they're just a bit more chilled there, like they're more up for just having fun and not really thinking about the consequences, which is the kind of people we like, don't we, Riley? <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, they think about their futures here, it's not really good for me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I think, I think Chiang, Mai is, Chiang Mai is like more... I think they're more, it's more of like a, it's quite a religious city here, like, I mean, quote-unquote religious kind of thing. Buddhist. Buddhist, yeah. Devout. Some of them are devout. <laughs> but like, it's kind of like a, a it's like a, a religious city here. Um, I think they're a bit more ties, they're a bit more nationalistic, they have a bit more pride, I think. Oh, definitely. Which, which, is, which, is, which is a good thing, I think. Like, yeah. It's very, because they have the king, right? Yeah, they have, yeah. so where... it's like a monarchy, yeah. So you, you can't always like, yeah, I mean, thing is language barrier is a big thing. Like if you can't have a normal conversation with someone, that makes it a lot yeah. harder to just yeah. be able to connect with them or just... Yeah, it's if, if you don't feel whatever. comfortable that you can have a normal conversation with anybody, it kind of makes you more shy to, um, to be more, uh, to reach out to people, yeah, I guess, because sure. you're not sure if they're going to be like... It just puts be this to, wall yeah. between the two, yeah. of you, doesn't it? Like it's it just kind of wall. I mean, a lot of Thais do speak great English, but not everyone. So it's mm. kind of that element of you're not sure. And then they do pick and choose who they want to speak to as well, don't they? Sometimes yeah. <laughs> they conveniently oh, forget the language. Uh, sorry, of it. sorry, no, <laughs> sorry, no English. Yeah, and they go back and say to them, "He was he was a jerk, wasn't he?" But the cool thing about Chiang <laughs> uh, Mai is you have all these white people. <laughs> no, not really. oh, it's a big, big expat community. All these guys working. Um, so huge expat community, tons of Americans. Um, yep, especially one right here. I noticed <laughs> one right here. Um, definitely some more Americans in there, but yeah, this is uh, this is pun space. This is where it all got started uh, for me. I worked here for like four months when I first got out here a year and a half ago, and just grinded all day and tried to make it work. And we're still out here, and it's a beautiful thing. And do you ever plan on? Um, slowing down your travel or? Well, I mean, right now my main concern is just getting the business running, making money. Because um, I, to be honest, at the moment, with my way finances are, I haven't got the money to just, just sort off and travel now. Like, I just want to stay here, work my butt off, 
um, do what I need to do to, to basically carry on living this lifestyle. Because mm -hmm. for me, the thought of going back to England and working in office is like gut wrenching, it's like <laughs> right. painful, man. Like it's like I don't ugh, just thinking about it. Thinking about it makes me like depressed. Like I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you know, it's it's great lifestyle here, but there are obviously like with everything, there are realities. Like I mean. I think when I was in England and I saw pictures of you guys, like, were you guys here? I think I saw some pictures of Evan as well. I was like, wow, it sounds so amazing, man. Like, just going to a different coffee shop every day and, like, chilling with new people. But the reality is, you know, it's not all kind of, it's not all rosy. You do, you do have a lot of long, lonely nights, like, a lot of times where you can't really communicate with everyone here, like, because of the language. Um, it's not like in England where you know if you if you want to just have Friday night out, you just go to a bar. You can actually you can do that here. Yeah, you can, but you're just gonna meet expats. You can't meet local Thais in a bar. But you can, but it's a very specific type of local yeah. Thais you meet in a bar. You can either you're like not gold sure diggers if, or. You're not sure if you go over to those people, they're gonna be you know English English majors. I guess you can call <laughs> it, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the problem is, is like you go to like an expat bar like Zoe's. The only Thai people you meet there are just like gold diggers, aren't they? Or they just yeah, just because like <laughs> one or the other. Girls that like <laughs> expats, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, when you're living in a foreign city, a new city, especially if you're coming out by yourself, it can take time to get acclimated into the social scene, the sure. local scene, and to make friends. But that's the cool thing about when you come to Chiang Mai is you can work in a co-working space and make tons of friends here. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you can come to a conference like a, the, the Nomad Summit that Johnny is doing or the Dropship Lifestyle Conference. You come out there and you make a million friends right away. Yeah. And that, so that way you're, you feel accepted in the community here. But mm. it can, when you move to a new city, especially a new country, it can yeah. take time to you know, get in. I tell you what, there's a hell of a lot meeting, easier meeting people here than it was in London. Like the good thing here is, is like, right? yeah, because if you if you meet an expat, like, like literally, if I sit down in a coffee shop and I see someone next to me and there's an expat, I don't need any reason to talk to them. I just turn around and be like, hey man, where are you from? Yeah. Like, imagine doing that in London. Like imagine sitting down in a coffee shop and just like seeing someone next to you, like, hey man, where are you from? I mean, some people will be receptive. Some people will just be like, why is this jerk talking why, to yeah, me? Yeah, right. I don't even know who this guy is. Whereas like here. Like, I've never had a bad reaction, literally, from anyone. Like, I just, like yesterday, I was just sitting down next to this guy. I, c I could tell he was English just just when he said hello. I was like, hey, man, you're from England. And we had, like, you know, this great conversation. And I found out, you know, he was here with his girlfriend um, doing, he was actually uh, working on a startup here, actually. Um, and, like, you, you have those stories, like, literally, week in, week out, where you just meet new people, hear new interesting stories, and, like, yeah, like I said, I mean, I've not, I've not had, I mean, I, I was talking about in terms of language barrier with, with other ties, obviously. But in terms of meeting expats, like, it's just... It's, it's easier than at home. You, you can make friends so easy, way more yeah. frequently. Because it's kind of obvious, right? We're all in the same boat out here. It's sure. like, oh, there's a... I sit in a coffee shop, yeah. you know, the other day, this kid, I was like, oh, you, you working, man? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you doing, blah, blah, blah. We get into it. Where are you from? All you got to say, like, when you're traveling is, where are you from? It's what everyone <laughs> says. And, obviously, and that leads into like a hundred other topics that you talk about after that, like, yeah. it's crazy. So it's, you make a million friends here and cool thing about that is now half of my Facebook friends are <laughs> travelers from around the world. So it's just a self-feedback loop. Everything I see on Facebook is people around the world and it just inspires me to keep doing it. Sure. Like, I'm sure you feel the same. I don't, 
like long term going back to like a job or sedentary living at home i don't see why oh, anyone no. would do that um, I, once I you start traveling why would you go back to the that yeah to the planted life right highly addictive like highly addictive like travel bug right like i mean i was telling riley like i just turned 30 and like obviously when you turn 30 you're thinking like should i be settled down now like should i be but I, I just can't see it i just i don't think i even do it in my 40s like Nah. You'll probably still be a digital nomad. We live in like, an amazing time. The like, internet is still like young. It's only like 20 years old or something. Exactly. As far as it being a part of human daily life. And yeah. how many people were doing this 10 years ago, Riley, right? Dude, not no many one at all. 10 years ago was 2006. Four Hour Workbeat came out in 2007. So like the only wow. one that was doing it was Tim Ferriss, right? <laughs> but anyways, get the Four Hour Workweek. If you haven't, I say that in every video just because you gotta do it. Get the audiobook. But yeah, man, just in the last five years, the digital nomad thing is blowing up. So we're still high five. Big. <laughs> we're still early it's on. Big Drops of lifestyle. We're the first, um, the first class, class of 2014. And so did you go to the one in Krabi? It's, like it's like my PC <laughs> class, right? Did you go to the one? Did you go to the one the next year in Krabi? No, we yeah. actually were gonna go, just close to going, yeah. um, but didn't make it. Sure. We wanted to. I want to go to the, to the next one. Um, just because yeah. you meet people, yeah, it's, be it's just dope. Um, but yeah, man, it's still early on. Everyone, if you want to to travel, I say this in every video, but Chiang Mai is a good guys. place to get out here. Just like, honestly, one of my biggest regrets that I didn't do this earlier. Like, mm. I'm 30 now, like, I'm not, it's not like I'm a granddad, but at the end of the day, I wish that I kind of did this when I was maybe 25, 26. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, it's never too late. It's never, even if you're 35, like, at the end of the day, right, just because you've been doing something wrong for the X amount of years. Why, why, why does he mean you have to carry on doing yeah. it? Like, and like, I know how it is because when you're in a full-time job, right? It's so easy to, to to be in that mindset of that's what you need. It's so easy to make excuses and be like, no, I need to stay because of this. I need to stay because of that. I've got this commitment, that commitment. And you get sucked in by it, man. Like, and you, you think, shit, like, I've got a stable job and like, you know, I've got this income. Do I want to give that up for like something I don't know? And like, like I don't. I'm not saying that everyone should do. It. I think that if you, what I'm saying is that if you really want to be here, and there's something you really want to do, then you should you should definitely consider it. And obviously, if you've got a wife and three kids and you know their own school, then you know maybe you've got like That's different things you got to think yeah. about, right? But like what I'm saying is that if you want to do it, like I did, like Riley did, like a hell of a lot of you up, a lot of us did. And like you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, I don't know if this is gonna work. I don't know if I should give up my job. I don't know if I should do this. Like, just, just like, honestly, just save up like at least five grand. You know, if you can save up maybe eight, nine grand, eight, nine thousand US dollars, whatever, you know, six, six thousand UK pounds. Just get over here, and like you'll see. Like I've, I've actually just like found out so many stuff, so much about myself from being here. Like from working with other people from just grinding out like like I said earlier like it's funny how what you can pull out of the hat when you're just pushed against the ball right like you'd be surprised how much shit that you can pull out of your own like hat like magic just happens like that when you just when you just have to grind yeah. like it's crazy that's what that's what all the inspirational memes say like you success lies right outside of your comfort zone you like I said earlier you gotta light that fire under your ass that's what Casey Neistat says like that's why he started his daily vlog or whatever because it's a fire under his ass to create something every day he has that 
that deadline. Every day I have to make something creative. Yeah. So when you're out here, it's that deadline. Who's, who's Casey? Casey, he's uh, another uh, YouTuber, okay. uh, vlogger. So uh, you gotta put yourself out there and create that urgency, create that fire under your ass to make something happen. And if you, you wanna travel for a long time, if that's something that you've always wanted to do, I think it's, for most people, that's the case. That's it, man. It's always, oh, I wanna travel the like, world someday. When I'm retired, I'm gonna ride my motorbike across uh, China, a quote from 4-Hour Workweek. But really, just make a thousand or two thousand dollars a month on Amazon or online, and you can do that right now. Mm. Right? So, also, like, you, like, yeah, now I was just saying, like, you, you be, you be, <laughs> sorry, my mind's gone black. Don't put it off. There's plenty of us <laughs> doing it, so use us as your excuse. We both use Johnny as his excuse as our excuses just because we saw him do it doing it oh, yeah, but no if, if you can't save up you know 10 grand just do a one week vacation out to Chiang yeah. like one week vacation out see to what's Mai possible good. or one or two see what's possible yeah just get out here and come to fun space and check it out and uh hit me up if i'm here and hit anyone up that's there yeah and just you, you'll see it it's very uh very chilled lifestyle out here and come out here start your business and then you can travel the world sure yeah definitely I mean, like for me, like I probably would never have got into any of this if it wasn't for my love for traveling. Like, I mean, I, I, to be honest, even now, like, I mean, Amazon is great, but Amazon for me is a venue, is is a vessel to be location independent, right? Exactly. Like, exactly. If I was, if I mean, if I was still in London, I probably wouldn't. I mean, I probably, if I didn't want to leave London, I didn't want to travel. I probably wouldn't be that interested in Amazon, to be honest. Totally. But because yeah. I want to travel and I want to be located independent, this is a great vessel. But if you're doing Amazon, you didn't realize all the other possibilities are out there. And like when you, when you, and it's interesting because when you have a, when you start a business by yourself from scratch, right, and you make money, like you get a sense of confidence, like a sense of belief that you're like, like shit, I'm actually like pretty alright. This, like, I can actually do this, right? Whereas like. I always thought like kind of people who had their own businesses were like had to be these entrepreneurs from like a kid who were like you know you know these guys in like high school who are like selling things and like you know like yeah. business guys like I was never like that right? in the business club like oh yeah. yeah the people that have online businesses oh those are only the guys that went to freaking UCLA yeah. or like some smart school and they're in the, the champion business entrepreneurship champion or some shit when that's yeah. really the opposite the people that are doing online business here are just the people that have the independent mindset and there's like the mindset where oh if that guy can do that then i can do it too and we both have that mindset and everyone else here does not everyone has it you got to believe in yourself that if i see that guy on, on the blog traveling the world working online from his laptop every day well then why can't i do that shit? sure yeah all right so and riley i tell you what I, I can probably think of a hell of a lot of like investment bankers and office guys probably working a lot harder than us oh, and getting are. like a lot less like stuff out of it like yeah i mean i work exciting. hard but i don't i don't work like sometimes i do but like probably don't work like investment banker hours right and like not at all man. but we still get a hell of a lot of rewards for what we reap so yeah. it's 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 the business that we do is all about not becoming rich you know that's down the road you build a brand but it's about becoming new rich, rich in time, rich in experiences, rich in excitement, rich in relationships, rich in work-life balance, rich in sure. the ability to move around. So that's what we're doing it for. We're doing it for, basically it all comes down to travel, the ability to be free, to be your own boss, to live life on your own terms, to live in whatever city you want to live that month. 
Um, so it all comes down to yeah. freedom. This is the freedom business, right? Sure, yeah. Location independence. And also like rich is relative, isn't it? Because really? like, like what? Like a thousand dollars here is pretty rich. Like yeah. it might not be a lot in London, but a thousand dollars here a month is yeah. pretty darn pretty uncomfortable. Like two thousand you'd be living like a pretty pretty I don't know maybe someone who lives in Kensington or something like that can live for like two thousand dollars a month here I'm spending like a third of what I spent back home but I feel three times richer right because <laughs> I never have to cook for myself I eat out four meals a day uh, Thai food uh, is uh, Thai food is amazing like I've tasted a lot of cuisines around the world and I think my favorite is Thai wow I think number two is probably Indian. Like, yeah, but you've tried say, Vietnam as well, right? What do you think of Vietnamese food? It's, it's delicious. Um, Better than Thai? Man, like I said, I can't pick favorites. <laughs> I can't pick favorites. I love all food, man. I'm, I'm such yeah. a camper. I eat everything. Yeah, I and love, I, I, I love, love everything. Too, so I can't say Vietnam, blah, blah, blah. But I definitely want to hit up India um, soon. That's on my. Uh, if you're a side. vegetarian and you like vegetarian food, get your backside to India, because. Even though you might be on the toilet once in a while for eating it, food is still very nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's that worth it, so go eat this shit. Totally worth it, yeah, totally. Well, I think we are looking forward to a bright, travel-rich future. I think those investment bankers, you know, one day, yep. once they retire, they're going to want to drive a motorcycle across China. I'm sure once when they're, they're done, when they're 60, yeah, if, sure. they, if when they're 60, <laughs> I'm sure they're going to travel the world, but Hey, man, I'd rather travel. Yeah, the world I'd rather on a do it now. When I'm... I'd rather travel the world on a budget at 26 than you know spend 10,000 a month on travel when I'm 60, right? Yeah. We only have a certain amount of years in our prime. Gary Vee just said this: 20 years max. Screw lifespan. Prime. Do it in your prime, man. We're doing it. Come out here. <laughs> You're a beast, bro. Thanks, man. This guy's a real beast, man. He, uh, he did it, and he's doing it from a fucking wheelchair, man. So, no excuses, eh? Let Thiru be your inspiration, motivation, excuse to get out here. We're at Pun Space, and I'll see you guys in Chiang Mai soon. See you all soon, guys. Take care. Peace. <laughs> that was cool, man. Oh, yeah. Cruising down the man. We should have done a video of this for your podcast. We should have done the whole podcast like this. <laughs> so, uh, how long have you been traveling? Oh, I would have seen this as you would have played, boy. <laughs> Here we go! Woo!